Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Unfortunately, like I want to be excited to hang out with Joey, but I'm dreading it because spending a whole day with Maria is like spending the whole day with the devil. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. 
This is Bachelor Clues, and we are bringing you the breakdown of the first of two big games that are going to be going on back-to-back this week in our beloved game, of course. Tonight's big game was Monday. Uh, As you're hearing this on Tuesday morning, tonight, Tuesday night, we will have another game. We will be breaking that one down, and our recap of that will be out tomorrow. And just a reminder. That's what we call a double header. I suppose it's something like that. A double play? A double play is not that. Double play is getting two okay. outs in one well, play. Well, let me just say this was one of my favorite episodes of The Bachelor of all time. I mean, it's hard to keep saying that, but it seems to be true almost every episode this season. The season simply is the greatest season that they have made in a very long time. And it's mm-hmm. not just, there's something completely new in this. And we'll get to it tonight. There was a, a piece of evidence yes. in tonight's episode that um was revolutionary for many reasons one of the most important single frames the sausage wheel it was not the sausage wheel although i did like the sausage sausage wheel and also you're seeing by the way so far no forced violence group dates no forced nudity group dates we don't miss it do we no we do not Mm-mm. because the gameplay has nothing to do with that the game is still being played at a very high level without these you think joey's was a voluntary nudity play well, you're The Bachelor. That's a different thing. You know that that's part of the deal. If you're The Bachelor, you're going to have to fucking walk around without a shirt on. I'm very sorry. That's just how it goes. Um, however, and I think he's fine with it. And he wasn't totally nude. He did have on a little collar thing. Um, <laughs> but He shielded the collarbone. Yes. And we all want to get a look at that. Uh, that's true. There is and always has been in our beloved game, a tone of maliciousness on the part of the producers. All the way back Mm -hmm. to season one, it has always been there. This season, so far, it is not present. Not only is it not present, we're going to get into how it's actually been reversed. It is Mm -hmm. fascinating to watch what these producers are doing this season. Uh, My hat's off to them because I think they're doing a great job. Again, we'll get to those details, but Suffice it to say, I'm upset. I literally couldn't wait to start this podcast and talk to you about this because it was stunning. This season is changing the identity of the third audience in a franchise that has has existed for over 20 years. How often does something like that happen? Having the identity of that third audience be like, we're going to fucking torture you forever. Now, that is not the case. And they're doing a a very uh, good and very obvious and concerted effort to make that the case. We're going to get to that. Um, what else? Do we have any business up top? Oh, yeah. We must mention, again, recap tomorrow, but no twibbing this week because we're doing these two back-to-back episodes. Oh, fuck. Traitors. And love is blind. And love is blind. This week is so packed. And Vanderpump rules. <laughs> so this week, we are going to have two recaps of two Bachelor episodes back-to-back. I'm going to try and do as many love is blinds in Clues Corners as I can. Love is blind season six, which comes out, I believe, Wednesday. <laughs> Traitors is Thursday. When is Vanderpump? It's too much. I don't know. I'm already behind. <laughs> <laughs> the Palapas, well, they come out when they come out. That's yeah. just that's just our it's island time, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna try to stay on top of it. Traders will definitely be out uh you know, midnight ish or whatever Thursday night. And I'm gonna try to get to at least a couple of episodes of Love is Blind Six on Wednesday night. Probably have them all up by the weekend sometime. So uh coverage of all that. Shoot. Okay, I'll watch Traders after we record. Traders almost over too. There's only a couple episodes left in the season. So we're winding it down, but fuck, what a season Ugh, it's been. Then I'm going to have to watch season one. Yeah. And then once Love is Blind is over, I'll probably re- uh, go back, retreat to 
uh, Trader Season 1, I think, will be the next Clues Corner after that. And maybe, like, what would that be a month? Oh, really? Okay, then I'll wait. Yeah, something like this. But uh, a lot of stuff going on on our Patreon. If you haven't checked it out, it is patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Like we said, all that stuff we just talked about is going to be in there. Coverage of Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. Ongoing coverage of Traders. Ongoing coverage of Vanderpump. It's all there for you. Now, let's do what we came here to do, Pace Case. And now, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present... Analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. We see this intro. It's a uh, work of art, is how I would describe it. Not a word is spoken. This whole episode is. It's a Renaissance painting. It's absolutely beautiful. This promo for the beginning is just Maria and Sydney sitting on the front of a yacht. A dramatic horror score. They're kind of silently hating one another, fuming. <laughs> the music is building. They're using this riser noise. like zzzz. It's getting higher and higher. The tension is building. No mm. dialogue at all. Just two stink faces on a boat to hell. <laughs> it's like a movie. It's a fucking movie. It's perfectly done. I need to see that. It was incredible. It was only like five seconds too. Yeah. And you're already like, I'm in. It's brilliant. I mean, this whole season so far, these openings have been very reminiscent of what they did in Golden. And this is, it's perfect. This is how you do it. It builds the tension much better than showing us the whole fucking episode and having Jesse Palmer talk over it. No offense to Dark Lord Palmer, but like they are using him very sparingly this season. I'm making a stink face now. (laughs) I think... Using him sparingly is the right move. Bring him in for the ceremonies, and that's a battle you need him for. You're going to need him in later phases, obviously, and he's going to have to host your tell-all, and you're after the final rows. But He's going to need to be speaking some French every season, I think. We're going to need to see that offspring. The offspring? The band? You think we'll meet that baby? Whose baby? Dark Lord Palmer. In the show? Yeah. No, I don't believe so. No. No, he can have that on his social media and that can happen in his real life. But when you're a dark Lord, especially of our beloved game, you don't, the family doesn't really ever show up unless it's in some mm. weird video tribute like they did to a uh, DLH. Yeah, his mom. Yeah. Yeah, they never showed DLH's kids, right? Uh, no, they did not. Although so. he did leave the grounds of La Quinta during season 16, if you'll remember, to go to uh-huh. take his child to college during the pandemic. With the golf bag. Yeah, I remember and then he came right back and was like, oh, I'm back, guys. No need to quarantine, right? <laughs> Everything's great. Oh, those were the good old days. All right. Portion one begins. Palm trees. <laughs> it's the morning. It's the mansion. We're in a girl chat about how out of control the situation has gotten. Autumn gets a colorful narrator ITM about the Sydney and Maria drama. Kelsey T ITMs that Maria's intentions are good, but Sydney is headstrong and must be right all the time. The other players all hope they can move forward uh, and get away from this drama. We know that's not going to be true. We've seen the intro. Maria tells Allison that she was the one being bullied, and there is no winning for her no matter how nice she is to everybody else. And Maria ITMs that Sydney lied about the situation to Joey. Allison and Maria then high-five in anticipation of getting past the situation. <laughs> we know that, that whenever they've got you being like, well, I just hope the drama's behind us, and we're going to have a great day today. You know that's never going to happen. Yeah, let's get a high-five in there. I don't notice clothing very much, but I Mm. did notice Maria's outfit here. Mm. She is dressed in a Steve Jobs Clusian turtleneck sun shirt. 
Ooh, I didn't see that either. Well, it was a strong sun play. Interesting. I appreciated it. I'd be in full cowl. I would have sunglasses. I would have probably a balaclava. I saw you today in full cowl. (laughs) No, you didn't see full cowl. Full cowl has a thing that covers the nose and mouth as well. You had a traitors-esque hood. It was just a hoodie. It was just a sun hoodie. Did your did your chin get sunburned? Probably. I'll have to find out tomorrow. You gotta go full cow. Yeah, I miss my. I used to go full cow. I'll get back to it. Uh, so we then see DLP shows up to the house. He tells all the players the good news is Joey thinks his wife is in this room. The bad news is you won't be seeing him today because, and in this moment. In old seasons, go back and watch this shit. When a uh, Dark Lord comes in and does this, but you won't, bad news is you won't be seeing today. They all have to act like they're fake. Like, oh no, what's happening? They have to act mm-hmm. in some way that's like, what? How can this be? Here, they don't do that this season. They allow these players. He says, you won't be seeing them today. You won't be seeing him today because these players already know the travel round is coming. They are excited when he says this. They are not dreading it. They are not fearful of like, oh my God, Joey quit the show. They don't try to uh, force that kind of dumb storyline on us. I feel like he he did do one of those twists though for the pool party last week. He was like, Joey's canceled the cocktail party yeah. in favor of a pool party. But canceling a cocktail party can be for negative reasons. We have seen that in our beloved game where somebody cancels a cocktail party because mm-hmm. they're just like, I have to go like take time to think for myself, whatever. We've seen that. Never do you see DLP comes in in the morning. I think those are mostly for production reasons. But yeah. Of course. But but nonetheless, that can be a negative thing, canceling a rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. This never is. When he comes in in the morning and he's like, you're not going to see Joey today because it's always like we're traveling. They know it and they're jumping for joy and they're putting that on camera. They're letting the players play. They're essentially telling you all of these players know what the next round of the game is and they're happy about mm-hmm. it and we're okay with that. And they jump around and it's oh, fine. God. So beautiful. We want them to be happy. Absolutely. Uh, and DLP says he's left LA and you're going to be leaving too because it's an international journey starts right now. So we have no domestic travel this season. Interesting. There, I'm telling they you. full budget. Money was put into this and it shows. Bolton, fully international. Yeah. Joey will meet you in Malta. They're jumping and screaming for joy. Autumn gets an ITM asking if Malta is in Europe. And uh, we get the airplane flying to Malta graphic. Malta. Joey rubs his hands together as he is wont to do this season a lot. As he's walking the mean streets of Malta, he ITMs about the volume of culture that Malta has. A lot of culture here. He can tell. And he thinks that his wife could be here. Too bad he doesn't have culture expert DLH. <laughs> This is a place, he says, that's going to help the women open up and have fun. The producers give him now the scripted pun. I hope to take one of these women to the Ulta, but before that, I have to spend more time in Malta. Then on screen, we literally see a line of text that reads with an asterisk, producers promise to do better next time. This is perhaps the most important moment in the history of our beloved game in terms of the producers reshaping their identity in the show, the third audience becoming someone else. Not only does this acknowledge the producers are writing things for the lead to say, giving him a script, Mm -hmm. they are self-deprecating. They're having him talk back to it. Yes, exactly. And shit on it. Yes, they shit on themselves here a little bit. I mean, it's whatever. It's inconsequential. But they are saying in this line, 
We write things for these players to say. It is semi-scripted. That is now being formally announced mm-hmm. in this document. And we know we could have done better. Ha ha ha. It's all in good fun. This is very much like when in the WWE or WWF at the time, the then president Vince McMahon came out and he said on one of their broadcasts, we know that you know the outcomes are scripted and we don't want to insult your intelligence anymore. We want to entertain you. So what we're about to do, yes, we admit the outcomes are scripted, but we are going to give you the best era of this entertainment you've ever seen. And they proceeded to do that. That ushered in the Attitude Era, which gave us Undertaker, Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the biggest names that have ever come through pro wrestling. Here, we are inching towards something like that, where they are basically acknowledging... Kenny Kenny the King? Kenny the King. Uh, we are basically acknowledging here, the producers are, that this is scripted, and that's okay. We all know it is too. We are not dumb. This is an acknowledgement to the intelligence of the fourth audience, in my opinion. You know what? why this moment was transcendent for me? Mm. They're in allowing Joey to shit on the producers... They're elevating Joey yes, in this clip. That too. Yeah. They are saying Joey is, you know, kind of bigger and better than the show. And he's like, what are you giving me? Like, I'm the talent. Mm-hmm. And that holding up of Joey, which I feel like they're doing, they're giving him Absolutely. the like star of every romantic comedy role edit. Uh, and I love that. And it's just so nice Same. to see after. You know, the days of yeah. Clayton sucks, Clayton sucks. Exactly. You're never going to get a child army singing about how shitty Joey is. Instead, they <laughs> allow Joey to shit on them. The producers do. In Again, yeah. in an inconsequential way, in a way that's like fun and lighthearted and look, oh, we wrote a dumb pun and we made him do it. Oh, isn't this goofy? And that's, per- that's exactly how it needs to be done. It's so... Ugh. He seems tired, but he seems like he's having fun and like he's allowed to yes. go to the bathroom. Yes, exactly. And that's what we want. <laughs> he's having fun. And in this case, it's at the expense of the producers, which does exactly what you're saying. Not only does it elevate him over them, it also elevates the process over their machinations. And when the show became at a certain point during the bubble seasons, like the process was completely gone. You had no hope that any of these people were going to wind up with whoever their ring winner was because you knew it was all manufactured by the producers specifically to make these people have pain and misery and suffering. This feels way different. I mean, I thought they were all going to stay together, but. Oh, I mean, I don't think Joey's going to end up staying together with whoever he's with either at the end of this (gasps) season. How dare you? Just stats. I'm just going, I'm just going with probabilities here, but. The feeling is different. I feel like it might be true, but I know it's not. All right. Stop. <laughs> we move on. <laughs> now, how dare you? I've been tricked by all of them. We get several beautiful shots of Malta here. The photography of this travel round was impeccable. The drone shots that were used all throughout this were fucking gorgeous. Oh, my it, God. It, just, it was Game of Thrones. It looks like, I'm sorry. I know it's not, but it looks like it's directed by a different person than has been directing this show for the last 20 years. But it's the same guy. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. We see the players all. I love Cleveland, Malta. The architecture is beautiful. People are nice. And they go to the Continental Hotel. Jess tells us the Maltese dog originated here. But we don't see a single dog in this episode. No, but we see some other creatures. Some felines. (laughs) We'll get into it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. By the way, Skabulian has an Instagram now. Yeah. 
He does. Everyone should know. Clues is cat. My cat, if you want to check him out. And the images are haunting. He's a haunting fellow. The yellow eyes. Yeah. Old yellow eyes, just like Brent Spiner, data of Star Trek Next Generation. Thank you. <laughs> What's happening? Are you, what's going on? Malfunctioning. I'm malfunctioning. <laughs> I shorted it's out her too brain. Much. It's too much. It's too much. Brent Spiner played Data on Star Trek Next Generation. Okay. A very famous okay. character from a very famous okay. show. And that actor, Brent right. Spiner, also liked to sing Frank Sinatra standards. And he released an album called Old Yellow Eyes because the android <gasps> Data that he played had yellow eyes. You know, I went to a weed store in Palm Springs that had a little section that was decorated really cool with all these like tiles and stuff. And mm. they said it used to be a restaurant and this used to be Frank Sinatra's booth area. So they oh, like cool. memorialized it. Yeah, well, he was old blue eyes. Hmm. Speaking of blue <laughs> eyes, we don't hear any more about him because a green-eyed girl, Lexi, gets the first one-on-one. And we enter the next portion. More gorgeous, gorgeous shots of Valletta Malta. And we start this one-on-one date. And Joey's rubbing those hands again. He's like waiting mm. there by that fountain for her. He's rubbing those hands. Like that's just what he does. Some bachelors will have like a physical affect. Getting ready to hooju. Yeah. Well, no hooju though. Lexi jogs up to him. No hooju whatsoever. She wanted to. Oh, God. Did she? He denied it. What? She didn't commit. She didn't commit enough. She didn't want but to. But I felt like she wanted to. I felt like she did not. Interesting. I felt like she didn't want to. I felt like those producers were like, come on, just who'd you? And she's like, oh, well, let me see how I feel when I get out there. And then she got out there and was like, nah, I'm not doing this. It's dumb. I thought he was stopping it. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, they both discuss. Sound off in the five-star reviews. <laughs> right. <laughs> They've neither been to Malta before, but they're excited. And they're going to share the day together. Lexi's excited, but she loads that uh, she needs to find out if there's a connection and they bond over. It's a when in Rome style date. They're going around to different little shops and stuff and they both love the color blue. They learn and they try this local pastry, the pastizzi. I thought immediately, I was like, this is my Jorge Moreno immediately. Same. Nope. <laughs> And nope, the the Jorge Moreno's. I totally forgot about the Pastizzi woman by the end of the episode. Exactly. <laughs> this was a cavalcade of Jorge's. I've never seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been some other episodes. Charity's season actually had some good Jorge's, but uh, a couple episodes that were just like jam packed. But this was fucking insane. Any normal game, this is your Jorge Moreno by standard of the week. Mm-hmm. Not today. Not today. Exactly. I honestly like started to come up with the conspiracy theory that two of them were the same one. Oh, interesting. Um, she calls them lovers. Not quite a uh, ceremony of the ancients. And Joey hates the pastizzi. He slaps it out of her hand, says it's no halo top. <laughs> uh, and he says he feels like he's walking around with his girlfriend. And they p- play bocce with some locals. Those could have been Jorge Moreno's. 
Yeah. I mini error here by Lexi not getting a good look or a good job kiss for one of these bocce shots. I agree. Um, but they make out plenty. There's a ukulele man who is singing they're dancing next to again. Could have been a Jorge. Uh, she can't stop looking into his eyes, can't deny the gaze play, and they future cast about what yacht they would live in. Back at the hotel, we see Lauren and Maria discuss the circumstances around her and Sydney, and they're both like, he kept her. I can only imagine what he said to her. And it's shocking she's still here. And Sydney ITMs, it's affecting her health. She's exhausted. She's breaking out. And she's going to make sure that Joey knows she Maria is the problem. Mm. I thought this was an interesting, like, minor health PTC regarding the rivalry. Yeah. I don't know that we've seen anything quite like that before. Not, not to my memory, anyway. From what we saw in the edit, though, she never really brought that up specifically with Joey. Yeah, she didn't go that far. That it's like my physical health is deteriorating because of Marie's presence. But we go back to that one-on-one with Lexi, and they're walking in through this old church. This is some good Christian play. And Lexi tells Joey about her grandfather, who went to church all the time, was also a painter. And then she plays a PTC about her grandfather's death, and that this church is taking her back and giving her this emotional moment, shed some tear play here. And uh, insane. You're already like such a good play. I was like, is this a play of the game? I, I was like, this is my play of the game. I thought so too. Yeah. And then no, uh, this one on one date that she she put on here was um, with the exception of your minor error. I mean, played at a very high level, played perfectly. It wasn't an error. Oh, she had a perfect game. Yeah, no, I agree with you. She could have gotten another kiss from the bocce balls. <laughs> The bocce ball kiss was my error of the game. The missing the bocce ball kiss. It was not. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. She could have have pulled some kiss play there and did not. But um, ultimately, what she does over the course of the state, and it really starts here with this. I mean, it's just like a PTC whirlwind. She hits him in the day with this PTC that you could play this Mm -hmm. PTC at any group date after party and probably get a group date rose. Exactly. Uh, as long as it takes place in a church. You never get plays of the game during the daytime portion, usually. Yeah. And, I mean, what what she proceeds to do over this is extraordinary. The tear play, the... Yeah. She feels like she's super, like, present and calm, which is, like, just mirroring Joey's energy. And then she loads this endo PTC um, that she's going to tell him in the night portion. And then we meet this man... Father David Celia, and he joins them. He is a priest, and he is instantly my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. I should note, I do think there's a a spin on this, because he is the one who I think is multiple... (laughs) Did you think he was the knight in the silver helmet? Yes. That is not the same guy. No way. Absolutely no way. <laughs> this guy, I think, is a real priest. I think there was a costume change <laughs> because both of them were comedic actors. Uh, Well, yes. This guy was almost my Jorge Moreno, but then somebody beat him out. But absolutely incredible. And he, he turns it kind of into this like 
uh, or, or Lexi does, she has a scripted line from producers, basically, as they're talking to him, that invokes a kind of coda, a C-O-T-A, a ceremony of the ancients. Mm-hmm. As she asks Father David if he has any advice about all the different... He's married so many couples. Any advice about how, what made their relationships last? She basically is is turning it into a ceremony of the ancients with a religious um, affectation over that ceremony. But this is given by producers. For sure, this is a line they gave her. She performs it very well here, I thought. And uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, Rachel Lindsay and Peter Krause. That yes, that religious one. Absolutely. Uh, he says, "Be happy because life's too short." And he's not one to judge. But as a couple, they both look good together. He's now doing lines the producers gave him. He's even acting out their part for him, and he's doing it well. He's humorous. He says they're a hot couple. And he says, if you have a boy, call him Paul. Demands the firstborn sons. Yeah namesake love that what a legend true legend absolutely lexi then itms that she's and you know this is set up because it's related to her ptc they gave him a script most (laughs) jorge marinos that are i think he was improving a lot of that uh yeah but the face play the face play was good but i'm just saying like there are definitely call your boy paul the Paul was probably his own choice, but they're like, and bring up children. Like, you need to bring up children. They know that Lexi's PTC is going to be that she can't uh, potentially have her own biological children. They know that. The producers do. So they need to get some narrative thread going during the day that will lead to that. Here, they're just like, it's a little bit of a hard hit, in my opinion. This yeah. could have been done a little more subtly, I feel like, and gotten to the same place. But whatever. It worked because that guy was so fucking entertaining. Lexi made it seem subtle because she was just... yeah handling the state so well and she loads these walls also she's worried that sharing this vulnerable part will make him not want to pursue a relationship yeah it was great and we kind of learn more about that later oh and we get a little hint to christian play in her itm i can only pray for me and my partner yeah i agree um next portion begins caitlin is the collector of the cards jen uh, is hoping to get a second one-on-one. What should we call that? Should we call it the dealer? What do you call a person who gets the mail? I was thinking, what do you call a person who controls the cards? The tarot. It's like a dealer in Vegas. Like a dealer? I don't know. Group date oh. dealer? Uh, maybe it's bad. I don't know. But nonetheless, whatever we're going to call this, I do feel that this role needs a name, and we have not yet given that role a name. Right. The reader of the date card has to be something. We'll figure it out. We'll let it marinate and see if it comes to us over the course of this episode. Yeah, I think it will. On this group date, we find out Jen, uh, Daisy. Who's the person who ferries people in Hades? Charon? Uh, no. Across the River Styx? Yeah. I think his name's Charon. C-H-A-R-O-N. I think that's the god that does that. Well, that's not good. <laughs> this is the Charon. <laughs> true love is worth fighting for says this group date card the The people are thinking i was just thinking like i don't know like a grim reaper style yeah no no i I see what you're saying the postman the postman's good i like that um then we basically see all these players are they hear you're gonna you have to fight for love or whatever right the the 
tagline of this one is true love is worth fighting for. They all start clocking each other and like doing math about like, oh, fuck, are we jousting? And if you're a, an mm-hmm. astute player, if you've been watching the history of the show for any amount of time, let's say you've just been watching the show for like the last five years, which I would bet all these players have at least done that, if not earlier, you're looking at shit like Hannah Brown in 2019 uh, on um, Colton season. They had to do uh, Vietnamese like stick fighting against each other in the fucking jungle. That was the fight for love date. This date reminded me of that so much. But it didn't have that. I feel like they were evoking Hannah Brown uh, with Jess in this. But it didn't have the sticks. Without the violence. Nobody's putting padded helmets on. There's no real violence in this. Right. There's no nudity in it. They tell them to go get on their suits. Well, we'll get to it. I'm getting ahead of myself. But the, the idea... That like these players are sitting there hearing the state card read out. They hear that tag and they're like, fuck, we might have to box each other. And then they get there and they get to do this, which is fun mm-hmm. and funny. And it gives you a stage to like, if you want to be the main character of this date, here's a fucking wheel of sausages spinning around. Do something funny. You know, there's so many opportunities to do something funny. The gays yes. play, et cetera. All of it. It was so well crafted. Fuck, we'll get to it. I'm very sorry. This is also where Maria and Sydney find out they are on the two on one. Yeah. Maria says, fuck's sake and they answer the drama did not stay in la it came with us here to malta maria wants to move forward but sydney's still trying to keep the drama gonna focus on myself kelsey t is like well you know just treat it as an individual date don't bring this stuff into it and maria goes you weren't called verbally abusive at a bully this is a real attack on my character this is in a huge girl chat yeah. Tried to drop it many times before. It keeps being brought up. And Sydney says, You were disrespecting me, verbally abusing me. That's what you were doing. You were attacking me. And they're both they're both worried about this. We get tear play from Sydney. And she does a very haunting stare play here that was almost mm-hmm. my play of the game. Oh wow. A face play play of the game. That's that would be very rare. No, face play of the game. Oh, your face play of the game. Yeah, there was a lot of good face play this whole game. There was a part to me that was very interesting in the beginning of this. When after the group date is read, they all clock who's not on it. And it's Sydney Maria. And Maria kind of says, um, well, maybe it's a one-on-one. All of the other players are like, no, dude, it's a two-on-one. You're, you're <laughs> fucked. You're going on a two-on-one. And that's in the edit. They don't have to put that in the edit. Mm. They don't have to put Maria saying that in the edit. And they don't have to put the just stone cold reaction of these other high level players that are like, we know how the game goes. Don't try to lie to yourself here. Yeah. They leave it in. It's, in my opinion, expressing that like the it's okay to know the format exactly. It's okay to play this game. This is kind of a weird, subtle admission that this is a game. Everybody knows it. They know what's coming. You know what's coming. This ain't a fucking one on one. And this is bad also. To me, that's kind of like the the fireworks in Matt James' season of like people yeah. being like, oh, well, that means she goes far. And they leave that in the edit. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Very similar to that. We cut back to the night portion of Lexi's first one-on-one date. She compliments his Tyler C. Salmon jacket. And she loads again that she's going to play this endo PTC. We get an I love that from Joey here. Uh, as they're walking oh. up the the driveway to this place, I love that. Uh, he's rubbing his hands and talking about appreciating her and shit. I and, did not notice the yeah. hands. And she's like, Lexi's like, it was a magical day for me. And 
I had my walls up. I've been emotional, but I'm going to open up a little more as to why. And he goes, I love that. <laughs> as he's fucking just twisting his hands back and forth. I love that. I love that. Maybe he's got cold fingers. No, it's just, it's like a, I think it's just like a nervous thing. You know, you're on camera and some bachelors will, will have shit like this. Just little like, oh shit. I've got, I'm the main uh-huh. character basically in this scene of a TV show that's hitting him. And he's like, how do I act? You'll see like uh, extras and stuff will be doing this sometimes in scenes. You'll see him in the background, like just doing weird little body movements because it's like a camera's on you and you may not be used to that. And that's kind of where he's at, you know, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So he just does this, the hand rub thing. Watch for it. I'm sure you'll see it again. I'm 100% sure. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, I talk about what a good day this was and Lexi plays some walls. It's a little emotional for me. I want to open up. Uh, why it's hard for me to open up and I but I really connect with you and my whole life has always been focused on work and San Francisco after college then started a job moved to moved to New York started feeling really sick and a year and a half not knowing what was going on and then had a surgery to find out of endo I don't know if you know what that is of course Joey does not know what this is which is kind of shocking because it, it, Lexi has posted the stats of this that one in 10 women have this. Yeah. Um, But she tells him that she might not be able to have kids and she wants to be a mom. And he, oh, he wet thumbs her. I noticed this. Yeah. She starts playing tear and he gives her the wet thumb. Uh, this is his, <laughs> so far, this is his only method of wiping tears. His only method. He has used the wet thumb 100% of all tear wipes this season. The wet thumb is you uh, place your hand kind of on the side of the cheek. Thumb goes under the eye and you wipe to the outside. Sometimes he can give a multiple mm-hmm. wet thumb on one tear session. It makes sense. The thumb is kind of shaped to yeah. go along the uh, cheekbone. It's more like this. It's like on the opposite side. It goes like this. It goes from inside to outside. I'm doing it on our on the video of this right now. This is the wet thumb technique. Uh-huh. Okay. The hand goes on the cheek like the so, and the thumb goes kind of close to the nose, and then it wipes to the outside. And if there's still tear, you do it again and again as much as you need to get it done. Like a windshield wiper. He will sometimes also do the unconnected wet thumb, which is like a fist just kind of floating by the face that does like this. So it's he's not actually touching the face. It's just the thumb is the only point of contact. He does that here. Joey then... uh, Oh, she then... I'm so sorry. I mean, I just simply couldn't stop myself. It just kept going. I asked for it. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) So as this is happening, she then uh, stacks up this PTC with another PTC on top of it. The heartbreak PTC. I didn't see it coming. Neither did I. Not only is it another, it's very uh, Zach Clarkian in my opinion. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's this PTC led to this other PTC, which is that the guy she was with at the time she found all of this out and found out that she may not be able to have biological children uh, dumped her because of it. Literally her most vulnerable thing. uh, Here it is right for you. Mm -hmm. Double PTC. How are you going to play this? Of course we, we know. This stacked endo leading into heartbreak double PTC was my... Play, 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 play of the game. 
iconic. Honestly, she only needed the first half. Mm-hmm. The second half, I was just like, I'm dead. I'm dead. It, this might be the next Bachelorette. This PTC was also my... Play, 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 play of the game. I, I mean, it, it's very hard for me to isolate any one of these three PTCs that she played because they all work together so well over the course of mm-hmm. the entire day. And, and yeah. they all kind of lead to each other. And even the grandpa thing is like, it's about family ultimately, you know? And mm. she has some kind of wall up about her ability to have a family because of this other PTC. It was just so well done, so brilliantly played. Um, the whole group date or the whole one on one that she had was brilliantly played. But yeah, this just mm-hmm. blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. And then we wonder how Joey's going to play it. It's in his, the ball's in his court now. And of course, we know how he's going to play it. We've seen him handle all kinds of PTCs. This guy's just not going to miss one for you. Unreal. Um, yeah reaction play by joey to this. When it the wet thumb i know that we make a joke of it or whatever but it nonetheless is conveys in the document just like he cares so much empathetic King. he's there for everything you know yes uh and he does that here um he tells her that he can see motherly instinct in her i gotta say i underestimated joey i really did he is such a good bachelor yes he's he's outstanding he has like the only things that we're really like dinging him on are his wet thumb, which I actually find entertaining. And, uh, you know, maybe that he does some Ari Lion Dyke in a little bit. Doesn't know who Ruth Skater. <laughs> hey, that's not in the document. That's outside the document. We got to look at the document. Got to be purists here. <laughs> okay. Just let me have the Joey that's in Malta. Okay, I'm going to unknow that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just let me have the genuine Joey yeah. that's presented to me in the document. I just want the Maltese Joey. That's all. Um, okay. He's he's doing all this kind of stuff, but yes, uh, he absolutely receives this well. Says, I can see motherly instinct in you. Uh, that must have been a lot to hold. Even He's even talking about like how hard it was just to even tell me, and I appreciate that you, from you, and it doesn't make me want to r- run away. It doesn't make me scared at all. He knows there's other ways to start a family. Things happen for a reason. They make you stronger. And he assures her there's nothing wrong with her because of this. He knows there's more to her than that. It's, it is a, it's perfect. It's fucking perfect. What he does here. Unbelievable. It's yeah. This one-on-one was fascinating to Mm -hmm. watch. They both were playing so well. The, The tear play, the kiss play. Lexi is saying that um, you know she has these feelings for him, and she's feeling something she's never felt before. And she gets that zero pointer, the one on one rose, and he is fully. He, I mean, he's essentially playing the role of a therapist in many ways, like receiving mm-hmm. all of these like traumatic stories from everyone and. It's hard to like make sure that you're talking about a lot of different topics with sensitivity. And at mm. least in the document, he's just ex- extraordinary at handling it. I agree. Um, so she loads this love level two. Uh, they make out. And then we cut to... I have number four starts here. Yeah, portion four starts here. Oh, portion four. <laughs> it's in the day. Joey is sitting at... 
Fort Manuel as he ITMs that this is where they shot some scenes from Game of Thrones, including Ned Stark's beheading. And then the women show up. Mm. Edwina gets the first hug here. Gives a spoiler. No hooju. Joey tells them that they're at Fort Manuel, and he has a surprise for them to have fun with the day. Again, they are walking into this being like, fuck, fighting. It said we have to fight each other. Then they come out, and they see these two uh, knights or gladiators are like sword fighting, and Medina ITMs that the date card said true love is worth fighting for, and she's ready uh, to despite some intimidation. Then we go to these sword fighters, <clears throat> and they basically tell them one guy is silent, mm-hmm. one guy is very gruff in the middle, and then we have, I think, Knight Papina, who's kind mm-hmm. of the, the leader of this knight group, says that they're going to train everybody to be knights like her. Women can be knights, too. The gruff one is the one who I think is the priest. Is the priest. I don't think those are the same, yeah. same people, but I did like the gruff one. I don't care. They're both my bias. Today, you'll do a lot of interesting things. <laughs> 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 who's ready to fight for Joey? Go get changed. And we get the scene that we've already seen a couple of times, and it works every time. these players are excited to go get in their outfits and come back out to play the game. We saw it with the wedding dresses. We saw it with the um, tennis. What was it? The bachelor open where they had to dress like hot dogs and shit. And now we're seeing it again to get in these night outfits. It's fun to watch people get dressed up. It's not fun to watch them be forced to be naked against their will. They don't like that. (laughs) They like this. This is fun. No, I, I think it is fun. And we're also getting, you know, the, ITMs to support the sisterhood element. Rachel mm. saying, you can't give any of us a bad costume because we make it work. Yes, it was so fucking good. Immediately I was in, I was like, oh, this is going to be super fun. And indeed, it is. Also, the slow, the slow-mo of them all running out in the tots is very Love, love Island. They always make them do that at the start of every challenge. Absolutely. You know who I missed on this date? Who? Evelyn Clark. Mm. I think the producers messed up with this one. Evelyn Clark is a fantastic group date player. You keep her around through all the group dates at the very least. She would have gotten all the sausages. No one would have had a single sausage except her. Can you imagine? She would have eaten every one of those fucking sausages. She would have fucking killed somebody with one of those goddamn wooden swords. Yes, she would have. It's like there are there are skills in this game that I think sometimes the producers overlook. And like there are such things as great group date players. You know they're not going to get to hometowns, mm-hmm. but like keep them for every group date. Once it gets down to there's like five or six people the, the week before hometowns, you can even maybe cut them off before that. But if you have a group date like this, you want the person who's going to like... <laughs> Do the craziest shit. You want that person to be there for a while, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. She gave us, she gave us the other shots. There were more shots in this episode that felt kind of Renaissance painting esque. As yeah. Evelyn had that Absolutely. iconic table jump. I'll never forget it. Neither will I. Joey has done a voluntary nudity play, but just shirt and no collar as clues reminded me. And he says, I feel like I'm a half-naked Roman soldier. I still need to do some push-ups. Fun-sized bachelor. Loved this. Mm -hmm. Charming. Just a fun little bit. Um, And we see everyone wants to win this play for time. Jess has gone full Hannah Beast mode. Mm -hmm. It's very evocative of that, that sword fighting date from her season. Absolutely. And this is the part where I absolutely lost my mind. (laughs) Yeah. The competition is stare into Joey's eyes and show him your soul. Yep. 
They're doing a, a staring contest. Yup. And it works. It's really good. I loved it. I I just was like, this is fucking unreal. It was amazing. That they're like they get it now is what it feels like. They fucking get it. That's what it felt like to me. When Kelsey T went for the kiss, I screamed. Me too. Or no, me Kelsey too. A. Yeah, Kelsey A. And then Daisy did. Uh Mm-hmm. Game recognized game. This was just so good. It's taking this thing that is like kind of funny about your bachelor and you're turning it into a group date activity. And uh, it was just so good. It was so good. But also staring into people's eyes has been known to psychologically make you like a person more. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Try it out. <laughs> never. For once. No, I never look <laughs> another in the eyes. Uh, we see Daisy get this kiss on my DMs that this is awkward watching everybody kiss him. Then they do a sash grab. It's kind of like uh, they're you know, going back and forth in this little circle and trying to tear the flag off the other person's waist. That one didn't work out. I'm glad that they only gave us Mm-mm. one of these to kind of just say that I, I don't even think you needed that. You could have done away with it because we needed to see more of the next thing that comes up, which is the sausage wheel. It's a wheel hanging from a pole. I agree. Um, attached with I don't know, a hundred sausages and pieces of cheese. Joey items that it's gross, that the smell is gross. Didn't need to have this in there. Don't do that again. Don't gross us out. Mm. I re-watched this scene when I finished the episode uh-huh. in slow motion and recorded a video of it. So I'll send it to you. Ooh, please. Thank you. Um, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and that's where I got my... Uh, well... <laughs> There's a, there's an image. First of all, <laughs> Autumn crosses herself, another little subtle Christian play. And uh, Joey joins them for this. He's a benevolent bachelor, says he wouldn't make them do something he wouldn't do himself. But I'm like, I don't know. He didn't do all the other things. Uh, and he and Kelsey both jump up for a sausage at the same time and they open their mouths and made my face play of the game. I mean, Joey perhaps should be the true winner because what he's doing here. Oh, can you see it? I texted to you. No. All right. I'm looking at the text. His mouth is in full aperture his eyebrows have gone up in a clown like manner. oh my god you only could get an image like this if you were watching it at um 0.25 speed like i was god what a fucking piece of treasure you've discovered thank you jesus christ jesus christ it's uh, i mean i didn't see this or this would have been my face play of the game for fucking sure this is like face play of uh, a lifetime You'll just never see anything like this again. I didn't see it until my my second review, so don't beat yourself up. You'll never see anything like this again. Don't beat yourself up. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You'll never see anything like this again. Because it's... You'll just never see anything like this again. Wow. (laughs) The sausage wheel was so good. Have you ever played something like this where you have to eat Uh, something off a string? I I did the thing as a child about the apples. Bobbing for apples? What is it? Bobbing for apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween type thing. Is that sim- That's similar enough? I did at a friend's birthday recently. Eight hot dogs off a wheel? Donuts on, a, on they were on strings. It was a race to finish the okay. donut. 
Yeah. That was fun. All right. I, well, I'm sure it makes a lot of great face plays. Yes, it worked very well here. Um, and we see, you know, some players are like Daisy's like gagging so bad she had to walk away. Plenty of players are just cheating by like grabbing the sausages off the fucking strings or picking them up off the ground. I love Allison is like, oh, yeah, of course I cheated. <laughs> I yeah. cheated immediately. Exactly. <laughs> Which Relatable is, queen. <laughs> and this is something to remember on these group dates. Always remember Kelly Flanagan, season 24 in yeah. the fucking tricycle just Period. like they're literally on an obstacle course and she's like no fuck this and just drive straight through the obstacle course hitting no obstacles just taking the shortest path to the end and wins a private flight play for time and yes yeah. and wins a play for time the rules of these games do not matter never follow them do the funniest most interesting thing that's the best thing to do every time fuck the rules of the game look at it as a tv set and that's it but also the fact that they leave this kind of cute ITM by Allison means that they're kind of condoning the cheating. Exactly. They're okay with it. And it's not going to be a big deal. And none of the other players are like, she fucking touched a sausage with her goddamn hand. It's yeah. all for fun. <laughs> it's all for fun. So uh, we see... She fingered that wiener. Uh, Autumn here... <laughs> issues a victory face play that was very good i thought it was almost my play of the game or face play of the game but it was not and uh papina the knight comes out and says they're all knights but there was one woman who went above and beyond oh this is autumn and then she gives this victory face play uh so autumn won the little play for time and she wins what papina calls the greatest prize of all time time with joey clues mm -hmm. i've been on a mission i'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt yeah um, because it's spring, I'm ready to get out there, I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx, that's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing no nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims game of roses is sponsored by better help clues uh we all carry around different stressors big and small and if you keep them all bottled up it can affect you negatively Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is, is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. 
It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. (gasps) I'm a source boy, Quince boy. You got no idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. (laughs) Just call me Quinced, King Quinces, Okay, they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. And Joey walks off with Autumn to this little vantage point. They look out over the ocean from where uh, they're away from the other players. We get a kiss and Autumn ITMs how perfect it is, having a hard time imagining being there with anyone else. And then we get a casting card if you're looking for your knight in shining armor. Gets one kiss. Next portion, we see a couple little kitties. And one of these little kitties was strutting his stuff. He was an orange and white cat, and he was mine. <laughs> Creature of the week. This orange and white cat that looked so similar to one of my childhood cats named Putty that it made me think maybe she had been reincarnated specifically so that her spirit could be walking the streets of Malta in the greatest season of The Bachelor of all time, was also my... (laughs) Creature of the Week! It was Putty. This cat looked so much like Putty, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is that fucking Putty? It's eerie to me how similar they are. Um, But nonetheless, if it is her spirit reincarnated in my favorite TV show, that's the best thing I could ever ask for. That's the greatest gift, Pepina. Your cat that died when you were 20 reincarnated in The Bachelor. Yeah, Pepina. Where's your rebuttal? (laughs) Group day after party. (laughs) Joey says, thanks for this great day. Uh, Such a good mood. Um... And we get first one-on-one time with Daisy. We check in with the superstar player. And 
she ha- she says he has a lot of the qualities she wants, and they talk. They do some very intense future casting, naming their potential offspring, and they decide on if they have twin girls, they will be named Coco and Ocean. And when Daisy says Ocean is a name, Joey does this face and says, "That's hippie," and I love it. Mm-hmm. Not an I love that, but close. Yeah, it was very close. He did another I love it later that I counted as an I love that. I don't remember what it was, but I'm sure we'll get to the note. I'm sure. I'm sure we won't skip it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we then see one on one time with Kelsey A. He says he couldn't stop focusing on her because she's focusing on him. Kiss. Jess tells the other women that the connections are hard to see. These other connections. Kelsey TITMs that other people are further along in their connections. It's kind of worrying her. One-on-one time with Rachel. Joey tells her that he made a promise to her that if she was going to wear glasses, he would too. He pulls out glasses from nowhere. Says he's blind as a bat. Kelsey TITMs that she wants the group date rose. And she wants to make sure she gives him what he needs and vice versa. Does he have like an earpiece in his ear? How is he doing this? I mean, I bet those glasses are real. No, I know, but I'm I'm just saying, like, he's just prepared. She puts on glasses, so he already has the glasses prepared. Yeah. You know what, though? Here, like, here's something else to think about. That's in the edit. That little moment. That might that shit might have been happening for Zach Shellcross. That shit might have been happening for Clayton Eckerd. They just didn't put mm. it in because they were trying to make a different show. This is about the little small moments, building connections. Whatever they're doing there, they are getting it right now more. I think this type of shit did exist for other Bachelors. It feels so different. I know. It really does. It's wild. But it's like, great. It's like, finally, fuck, finally. Kelsey A gets a steal in here, right? Yes. Kelsey, And then Kelsey T gets a kiss. Oh, does this amazing um, kiss lead-in line here. She goes, they're talking kind of about love language, and Mm. he's like, quality time, and what about for you? She says, action. It doesn't even have to be a grand action, and he kisses her. I was like, that's such a good kiss lead-in line. I agree. Um, And he loads love level one for her. We hear a cat meow. We go back to the mansion. It's Sydney, Maria, and Lexi. It is so funny when they have like the third person in the house who's always a front runner with them. <laughs> yep. Always a front runner who just got a rose, doesn't give a fuck about this, but the producer's like, yeah. you got to go out there and get them to fight. <laughs> oh, I'll do my best, but like, I don't really have a horse in this game, you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> and so uh, Lexi does just that. And then we get the knock on the door, date card, the two on one, the official announcement of the two on one begins. Sydney, Sydney and Maria meet me on the water. I love Joey. Maria ITMs that we all saw this coming. And she's nervous about how it's going to play out. She's going to focus on Joey. Sydney lays out her game plan. It's not going to be fun, but she knows she's in the right. And she thinks Joey's smart enough to see for himself who the real problem is. She's getting tortured and she deserves to go home, she says. Maria. Back on the uh, after party, we see Jess and Joey have some one-on-one time. She ITMs that she feels a deep connection. Every time they talk, it gets deeper and stronger. She explains that she got turtled twice, and Joey says he knows it can be tough not getting the time, but he's happy Mm. she's there. She says she feels... Mini air. Really good. What was it? The mini air. Calling out the two times you turtled. I agree. Don't even focus on it. You're here now. Yeah, it's irrelevant. Absolutely agree. Uh, From the beginning, she felt an instant connection, and when she spends more time with him, she can feel herself falling for him. That is a love level three. 
coming at a very early phase of the game. She is in the lead of love levels now. Very early. Look, I think it was a good play. Honestly. I do too. I was honestly worried how it was going to get taken. Yeah. Because it was so early. I was too, but she did it well. And I have to say. Yeah. Announcing the turtles is is generally wrong, but here I think it helps soften it to him. If she comes out with that and doesn't say that other thing first, it's like mm. you're you're almost conveying to him like, look, you owe me an acceptance of this level. level. It's like, I, look, I know I'm not your fucking ring winner, but I haven't got to talk to you twice. I get another week on this show. I love you. Okay, are we good? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Am I gonna get a fucking rose now, asshole? I love you. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Fuck my flight home. I've been kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is, in my opinion. We need to film the scene of you in a car, just like your exit speech, if you were like, oh, you want out of the show? And what, what you just keep repeating, I've been kidnapped. <laughs> Take me to the airport. <laughs> I don't even know if that would work. It would work on these new producers, maybe. It's so funny. Not on the old ones. The old ones wouldn't give a shit. They'd be laughing at you as you're just like yeah, sobbing. Drive you around, around yeah. in circles. Uh, all right. So she ideas that her anxiety about all this is worth it. If she can get true love out of this in a lifetime together, Joey then returns to the group. He says, they're all amazing. Then he picks up that GDR. Kelsey T gets the GDR. Joey items that Kelsey T was on the forefront of his mind all the time. And Kelsey T items that she's excited for the future she wants to build and go deeper and see if their worlds can collide. Portion six begins. Mm. This is it. And he's on. she's on the forefront of his mind after every group date. Because the producers are like, you're giving her the group date, Rose. Um, and then it goes right to the forefront of his mind. <laughs> He's like, okay, just remember. Just remember, it's Kelsey T. Kelsey T gets the group date rose. Just remember. Okay, portion six begins. Uh, the group date rose goes to... Maybe it was the glasses for TRR moment clues and it's a real connection. That could be. Uh, portion six, two on one. This is what we all came here for. This is the, the main title card of the match here. Shots of the hotel. Maria ponders. She ITMs. She feels anxious. She packs that suitcase. She's going to try her best to make the most of today, but she doesn't want to be on two on one. And this, sometimes they don't show people packing their bags to go. Like you didn't see yeah. it on Lexi's one-on-one, for example, a two on one. You will always see it. You will always see each of them packing the bag mm-hmm. and carting the fucking bag and setting them next to each other. Cause they have to get that shot at the end of this, of the grim reaper coming to take one mm-hmm. of the bags and everybody reacting have to. Uh, so, the ceremony and remind you of the stakes the whole time exactly the ceremony of the two-on-one is unlike any other group date one-on-one date uh pool party anything it's it's just a it's very fancy thing in itself (laughs) yes i i absolutely love it i think there really has not been much wrong with how the two-on-one is presented really since uh back in the early days you know some of those like Mm -hmm. When they didn't have roses. No, those were not well done, I don't think. That's what I mean. Even the ones in the beginning that had roses weren't. Those were bad. I'm saying once you got into season like around, what was it, 10, Andy Baldwin on the on the uh, aircraft carrier. Mm. That one was it. And they didn't really fuck with it too much after that. And I think they kind of got it early on. Right. Um, at any rate, I digress. If you haven't seen season 10, it is a boring season. However, that was a ring winner. Yeah. We haven't seen a ring winner come out of a two-on-one. They're usually protected. In a long time. 
uh, Dark Seeker did a nice post with uh, the history of all the various two-on-ones that have happened. That's up on our Instagram right now. If you want to take a little look back through history and see who played who, what the circumstance was, what season it was in, all of that. And the the main data that we can take out of it is the two-on-one is not a death sentence like you think it is. The average placement for a two-on-one is 4.133. So you stand to like... Mostly. Maybe get a hometown, you know? You're right on the cusp of being able to go to playoffs through it on average. However, two ring winners have come from it. Uh, two crowns have come from it. My main takeaway was that Emily Ferguson going on two two-on-one dates in one season, Ben Higgins, against Olivia and against her own twin sister and coming out on top both times. Greatest two-on-one player in history. She's the two-on-one go. Yeah. yeah. You definitely, look, I would just say if you are a player going into the game, reach out to Emily Ferguson, DM her and be like, look, I just want to know everything you know about two-on-ones. That's the best thing you can do. How do I get my baby in a Stanley Cup? (laughs) Yeah, that too. If you have any advice on -on (laughs) two-on-ones or how to put my child in the Stanley Cup, I'm all ears. Uh, They also do a really funny bit, which is that Maria's suitcase is like twice as large as Sydney's. Yeah. I love this. That was pretty good. Um, and they make them walk side by side here, down the hallway. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Into the elevator in a way that no two human beings have ever walked. It's beautiful. You see <laughs> stuff like this on two-on-ones quite a bit. The the photography of two people not talking to each other, sitting in the back of a limo together or mm-hmm. get going to the date together, basically. yeah. Opposite sides of the car. Um, I just thought this was a cut above. This was really like an artistically done thing. It almost looked like a scene out of uh, White Lotus or something, you know? It was like, it was well done. Yeah. It kind of had legacy. Absolutely. It, had, it did like prestige. It was the reverence. It's like, this is a, a blocked shot. The director comes out and says, you're going to walk down this side of the hallway. You're going to walk down this side of the hallway and go. This is an acted scene and it's done well here. You've got, in my opinion, two good actors. It's directed well. Mm-hmm. It was just put together very well. This was a, a really good presentation of a two-on-one, I thought. Just from the beginning. Sydney uh loads that she has a game plan for this date and we (laughs) and she says i'm spending the whole day (laughs) with the devil (laughs) lol absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i am sad to see sydney go because she was really a very entertaining character this season and i feel like brought yeah i very much underestimated her play she look, say what you will about her. I I personally make no moral judgment about any of this shit. It's game. Mm-hmm. She's making plays and she chose a a real hardcore strategy and she fucking stuck to it. I'll say that <laughs> much. The day with the devil. <laughs> Never wavered. Just went further into it. Like as deep as she could go and now she's literally saying she's uh hanging out with the devil. Like <laughs> she went there. She went the whole way. There's some respect to be given. This had this date to me was so Badlands coded, so Ashley I versus Kelsey Poe. Yes. And the iconic helicopter ride that Chris Souls was between the two of them. Jesus. And he later oh. described it as the worst helicopter ride of his <laughs> life. <laughs> but not the worst car ride. Mm. Oh, Jesus. No. 
Leah <laughs> says there's no way that those two are coexisting and having a great time. I'm just going to try to forget that you said that. It's all part of our beloved game. Joey does a good argument for why he wanted to have this two-on-one, that he doesn't know who's telling the truth and he needs answers. And we see Joey hugs both of them, sits between them on the boat. He says, we're going to have a fun day. Sorry about this. Uh, But we're going to go to the grotto on a smaller boat. And... Sydney says, <laughs> "I know they they give, make them sit even closer, like make it even more claustrophobic." But it's like, I'll buy it. Sure, I'll buy that the place they're going to, they got to get on the small boat. I'll buy it. <laughs> There's no reason for this. I feel like maybe I'm conspiracy towning, but like, and Sydney has an IFI of a fear of close place. Yes, closed in places. She's claustrophobic. It's so funny because it's kind of like a hostile environment that looks like a beautiful environment in this way. Yeah. And Maria is trying to like make jokes. She's like, we're 30 minutes from Sicily. Take me to Italy and take your shirt off, Joey. You know, she's really mm-hmm. giving, trying to give the fourth audience what they want. Yeah. And Sydney says her thing about the small spaces. <laughs> And Maria describes it. I'm sitting talking with her. She's a vampire. She's taking all of my energy. It's vampire versus devil. An energy vampire. You know who's going to win. Energy vampire versus the devil. Devil going to win every time. You know this. Mm, Yeah. Uh, But I I love what they were both saying here. This was like... um, you know, you you think back to like Shanae Ankney with Genevieve Parisi, uh, that two on one where she called her a whiny chihuahua or something like that. Do you remember that? At the waterfall? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little dog. She wanted to throw off the boat. or so, Yeah, she wanted to throw a chihuahua in the, the Niagara Falls or something. I don't remember what it was, but she, she had some funny thing like that. Both of them here. Uh, just doing the most and you're in these ITMs Mm -hmm. and you know this shit's like if you're on a two-on-one that's gonna be in the show 100% you're the main Mm -hmm. characters of it so all your ITM shit make it as funny as you can make it as big as you can win like it's it is important to get the rose it's a chance to get a lot of screen time yes it's it's more important I believe to win that date in terms of what the fourth audience thinks who who's Mm -hmm. most entertaining you literally being compared to this other person like who's more fun to watch in this moment yeah who are you rooting for to stay that you want to see more of yes (laughs) God. He uh he grabs Sydney first for the two on one A. She's talking about this anxiety, the stomach issues of walking into a room, not knowing if Maria's gonna attack her. And Joey only sees what she's giving him. Uh I know I have to t- take my time to talk about Maria again, but it has to be said. And Joey says to her, you know, I only want you guys to be comfortable in the house. That's the purpose of this. Yeah. And Sydney tattles on Maria here. Uh, Maria told Leah to, to shut the F up. And Joey says, oh, wow, I want the house to be disrespect, not have disrespect um, and make anyone uncomfortable. And... Uh, we see Joey load level level one for Maria here. 
But he also directly references the thing of of uh, Sydney saying that Maria said, "Shut the fuck up." He dire- he says that directly that that's concerning if it's real. Mm. So he is questioning mm. the validity of it. And this is where you, as a lead, I don't know what happened on this season. I don't I don't know like the thing I'm about to talk about. I don't know what happened on this season, but I do have some reason to believe that in prior seasons, producers would tell leads if, in situations like this, like which one is lying. They would help them to some degree. I don't know if that's happened here or not. Really? Yeah. It, it, I think in certain scenarios it happened. Not in a lot, but I think it is like a possibility. Not in Ashley Huber and Bentley season. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, but I do think that that was something possible. I, and I don't know if it's happened here or not. But, uh, hmm. you know, if not, this is part of a lead's job. You have to figure this out. Investigations. Yeah, you have to do investigations. But... I fully think the producer should support them in that way and be trying to help them, you know, I agree. make the best TV show and yeah. keep the most entertaining people. Um, We see Joey's like, and Joey's very real about it. I'm not expecting all of you to be friends, but, you know, a comfortable environment. Mm-hmm. He asked her basically point blank. Sydney said, you told Lita to shut the fuck up. And Maria's like, no, that didn't happen. That's a lie. She uses the word lie, which is very important. You're directly refuting every piece of it. Joey then says that he had to remind himself not to be quick to judge after Sydney's conversation. He's not expecting all, all of them to be friends, he says. And uh, then she asks him if he can look past it. And he's like, I don't know, but I want to try. Maria ITMs that she was so upset. Sydney, Sydney's a liar. and She's just over all of this. Then we get this two-on-one time with Maria and Sydney. This always happens on two-on-ones as well. Each one of them gets a one-on-one time. Then they have to come together after those one-on-one times to have a final fight. And then usually they go to a dinner of some kind where they get potentially another one-on-one time, but at least an all-three-together kind of moment. Um, <laughs> so in this two-on-one time, they're sitting at opposite ends of this uh, bench with the rows in front of them. Maria brings up the comment that Sydney said about Leah telling Leah to shut the fuck up, and Sydney nods, and Maria goes, you know we're on camera the entire time, right? Now, that type of thing to me, to be able to say that to her means potentially she said that to Joey. She's like, look, it's on camera. Ask the producers to show you. I never said that. I think that is like a very compelling argument to make as a player that may not be in the edit, but you can do it on a two-on-one. You can literally just say to the person that, you know? Did we see them? See what? I I don't remember this conversation. We didn't see... Maria tell Leah this. I don't believe I did, no. Okay. But I don't know. Like, also, we didn't see it, but, like, they didn't put it in the document. If she might have said something close, like, come on, be quiet, don't, you know, I don't know. She might have exacerbated it. Literally, I don't think any of us will ever know the reality of this. Yeah, or, like, clue, shut the F up. (laughs) Yeah, she was just being nice about it. I I just don't think we'll ever know the the truth here. No one will. Um, No one will. That's simply how it is, unfortunately. However, um, it's really about, again, can you win this thing? Can you win this little weird two-on-one that you're on and make him choose you or have the producers already chosen you? And we'll get to more about that uh, in just a second because obviously they did. <laughs> I know But uh, Sydney basically <laughs> says, you haven't taken ownership of all the things you have said and done. Maria says she's owned up to everything. She says no one else is coming to Sydney's defense. Why are you doing this to me? Sydney says, you're the one who's been doing this to me and to all of us. You're making the house a miserable place. Maria's like, well, then where's everybody else with these accusations? What the hell are you talking about? Joey then ITMs that he still doesn't know the truth. If he chooses Maria and Sydney is right, 
no way that gets left behind. Uh, the whole house is just going to be in disarray as it is if Marie is really the problem. Then if he chooses Sydney and finds out she was lying, he's going to feel terrible. He needs clarity tonight badly, so we know that's what he's going to get in that night portion, portion eight. Maria walks the stone path as she ITMs. She doesn't want to be doing a two-on-one with Sydney because Sydney thinks she's the devil. So that means producers <laughs> told her that, that, hey, Sydney said you're the devil in her ITM. Uh, just point blank told her. So what do you think she is? I don't know, a vampire. But she has to do this for Joey. Whatever decision he makes, she's going to respect. If it's not her, uh, don't give her the rose. She can't stick around if Sydney's still there. I mean, that also shows me that the producers are on Maria's side. They're giving her all the information as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, you knew Maria was going to win this date. I think we all did. I don't think there was much suspense, but I was just curious to see how it played out. And it was played pretty well, I think, on both sides. I don't know what Sydney could have done at this point because she was so hardcore in that direction. Any acquiescing is an immediate loss. Your only chance here is to just go as hard as you can in the direction you've been going and see what happens. Um, you know, it was just a, a poor direction to take in the beginning. Nonetheless, Joey then. Yeah, she put all her eggs in one basket. Yeah. All eggs, the tattle basket. <laughs> Power tattler. Um, Joey then ITMs that he's just going to pick who's the strongest connection. He doesn't think that he's going to be able to find the truth tonight. He comes to join him. How you doing from Joey? No clarity. Uh, he says he appreciates them both and knows it took courage to be there and do this two-on-one. He doesn't want tonight to be about finding the truth, but he does have one more question. And I found this an interesting piece of the script. To Sydney, he says, I'm curious <laughs> if you think there could be a potential future with me. And she's like, yes. The reason I've been speaking my truth and having all these difficult conversations is that I see so much potential and I'm fighting for you and I'm showing you that I'm here and I'll be the partner that would fight for you. This question, is, as soon as he asks it, I'm like, what? They're both just going to say yes. This is insane. Who would be like, ah, uh, no, we don't actually have a connection. Can I have the rose? I mean, what? It was almost like <laughs> they were like, you need to go back and you need to ask them about this because we need that footage. And so he just like did it, but it didn't really yeah. make sense because it wasn't coming from him. Yeah, this one didn't fit. Um, it wasn't one-on-one. There, there should have been a more organic conversation in the beginning. I don't know. I don't know how to fix this exactly, but this was the only part of this episode that was like a little off to me. But Maria swigs this big gulp of wine. Joey then asks with a short time we've had, there's uh, has been a legitimate connection. She says, yeah, I think that's accurate. Maria ITMs that Sydney is weirdly confident. And uh, if he wants to give her a rose, he's not the guy for her. And then he asks Maria the exact same question verbatim almost. And she's like, when she first got here, she was giddy about him and very hopeful. But obviously with the craziness, she asked him unanswered questions, but she came here for him and only him on this two-on-one. She was honest. And if she didn't see something with him, she would leave. And she wants the same from him. She still feels there is a connection. She hopes they can get there. I don't think either one of these plays had any effect on, on who was going to win the Rose. That's what to me felt off about it. It was just like, we already know what's going on here. What What is this? No, like to think that he's basing his decision off of yeah. this line is, is, uh, we're not, I'm not that gullible. It just made him look like bad or something. It was like a bad investigation. It was like, let him investigate, but like, don't, this is not really an investigation in my opinion. At any rate, he picks up that rose and, uh, he, he says he wants to explain what the roses mean to him. He feels a connection. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I really liked Maria's response to this. Okay. 
it seemed very for TRR. Like, I'm not going to give you fully what you're asking for, but I'll give you where I'm at. Yeah. Kind of thing. Putting in like there's stakes in this for me, too. It's not just all about you, dude. Yeah. It's an interesting play to do on a two on one for sure, because uh, it's kind of a risky play to like take a stand mm-hmm. where you're you're basically like challenging them a little bit, you know? Like, well, fuck you then, dude. You're going to put me on a two-on-one? Fuck you. There's a little bit of that attitude in here. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not up to him. Uh, I don't know. I, she played it well. I just don't think she was ever in real jeopardy. Personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, he picks up that rose, explains what it means. It's a connection. His feeling in his gut. He tells Maria from the beginning they had a great time. Always saw potential. He tells Sydney, we didn't get a lot of time, but I enjoy spending time with you. <laughs> <laughs> he says this rose has to do with how I'm feeling Sydney I'm sorry I cannot give you this rose Maria smiles victory smile as Joey walks Sydney out into the night he tells Sydney that this wasn't easy for him and he wants to get to uh, he wants to get her to know that he sees how amazing she is but he went with his gut she hugs him and says I hope you're conscious of your decision Sydney ITMs he doesn't know the real her she sucks she sucks she sucks <laughs> she fears rejection and that's exactly not even <laughs> what happens so she goes home to see her cats not even going off character for the exit speech. R.I.P. Sydney. I uh, I appreciated the consistency and me too. The the entertaining entertaining lines and stuff about the devil. She was she you know cemented herself as one of the most memorable characters from this season, no doubt. I think she will be remembered as such as we move into this new era where I hope we can love our villains again. Sweaters, candles. The dreaded bathrobe? Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle, 
Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven day routine, tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sydney, thank you for your service. I have no ill will towards you. In fact, I loved your performance. We then get Maria getting the one, the two-on-one rose, and she gets to go into this final portion of the two-on-one date, which is a one-on-one, and they kiss, and the song Ave Maria starts playing, <laughs> and it's a lady singing it live. And this opera singer singing Ave Maria on the end of a two-on-one date where Maria wins the rose was my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. It was also my wowie moment of the week. <laughs> they, they booked somebody to sing this song on this date. They knew mm -hmm. she was gonna be the winner from the time they laid it out to play devils or vampires advocate yeah uh <laughs> they could have played it if sydney won i was like bye maria huh ave sydney that ain't a song no not ave sydney but like bye maria yeah i'm uh, sure i guess it works in both ways but come on no obviously they knew yeah obviously they knew 
The only person who didn't know was Maria. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm talking about when I like liken this to pro wrestling. The outcome of this match, just like pro wrestling, was written. It was predetermined. They had a fucking finale that required a singer to sing her name in a song. <laughs> like... Here's the thing. I like Maria's play style is very volatile. Yeah. Uh, and so the terminance and it is still suspenseful for me because I'm like, I do feel like she could self-sabotage yeah. her game easily. It's suspenseful for me, too, because I don't know how what plays they're going to make. I don't know what the wrestlers are going to do in the ring if they're going to jump off the top rope or do some power move or some shit like that. But, you know, the outcome I know is like known. I don't I don't. I guess in Bachelor, I don't feel a lot of like, uh, you know, like, oh, my God, I hope she wins. I want to see them make good plays and all this stuff. I try to avoid spoilers at all costs. But I feel like it's predetermined, as do I. I mean, I like to try and predict what the narratives will be. But like, we all knew Maria was winning this. We all knew last week. Maybe. Just the way they're cutting Sydney. Like, they're making it right. look like Sydney is the one we can't trust. You know what I mean? They are definitely doing that. Right. So they're giving Sydney the heel. They're giving Maria a little bit of the baby face. But she has some heel on her, too, at this point. At any rate, uh, she, this opera singer was my Jorge Moreno. So many wrestling references when no one knows what that is. I'm very, they're just exactly the same thing. They're just exactly the same. But we see uh, Maria says what she was... Oh, I just wrote this down. What was she going to sing if Sydney had won? Nothing, because everyone knew Joey was going to pick Maria wrote, for the beginning. What would they have for Sydney? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut back to all the other players, and we see the Grim Reaper comes in and wheels away Sydney's bag, and the other players watch on ish in shock as this bag is taken away. Many players are giving great face plays here. Most of them uh, are in these group shots. But the producers here recognize one of the strongest face players all season in autumn, and they give her her own I mean, full screenshot, and uh, it's beautiful. It was a full mouth, full eye aperture, look of shock, and this was my face play of the game. Autumn is so... Oh my god. This was this was my runner up. Yeah. I honestly worry that I'm Autumn is such a good face player that I worry I'm holding her to too high a bar because she is giving face play of the game after face play of the game. Yeah. But once you see this photo of Joey and Kelsey, you're going to agree with me. No. That's a face play of the um, the human timeline <laughs> in my in my opinion. <laughs> There'll be nothing better ever. Autumn is I, I'm loving it. She yeah. is, she's the cat of this season, and it's a. Uh, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote Autumn face play of the game masterpiece. Yeah. One tears. Leah. <coughs> Leah says she wasn't expecting that, and we cut back to Maria making out with Joey to the Ave Maria singer, <laughs> and he says, "I can see a future with Maria." <laughs> And then we get a Kazan card. Are you looking for someone that will see you for you? Portion 9 begins. We are in St. Julian's Malta. The players are getting ready for the cocktail party. Caitlin ATMs that the drama has been intense, but she's hopeful that the drama is in the past, and she's just relying on getting a rose tonight. Night falls. The players head into a castle. Maria ITMs that it feels amazing to have the rose going into the cocktail party, and she's secure now knowing that Joey feels what she feels, and she's trying to stay in her own lane and not ruffle any feathers. 
She hopes that the other players respect Joey's decision. <laughs> That's not how this show works. Rachel leads a girl chat. Uh, that this two-on-one was kind of hard on everybody. Medina says, we're all just trying to get through our own emotions. Joey enters. He says, they all look nice. Oh, Jess got the first responder. Jess got this first responder, hands him a drink, and he says he's happy to be in Malta with everyone. He had a great time with Lexi. He thanks the Lady Knights uh, for a day he'll never forget. He thanks Maria for their two-on-one. So he goes through every date he had, basically, and says, like, that was great, that was great, that was great. Thank you for everyone. King of gratitude. I love that. I love that. I yeah. love that. I love that. I love this. Thank this. Thank that. He explains he didn't feel strongly about Sydney. Then he cheers us to Malta and to all of them. Jen ITMs <laughs> that she has a deeper connection with Joey than with anyone in her life so far. And she's getting outside of her comfort zone. We then see one-on-one time with her where they discuss his ugly feet. And he says they're usually what mm. scares women away. We don't get a shot of the feet. Interestingly enough, will we ever get that? There, I feel like I saw toes. Okay. She tells him that she wants to let him know how safe she really felt that day. And I accept you for you and all of your bunions. And Jen has such strong chemistry play that she can effortlessly pull off this kiss lead in line about bunions. Yep. Absolutely insane. They make out. (laughs) Goes from bunions to kiss. Uh, This is also. Jen is such a good player. Absolutely. I, I think she's one of the strongest this season. I don't know how far mm-hmm. she's going to make it, but this shit, I was like, God damn, the chemistry play here was insane. Um, when she says that she wanted him to take him back to the water, because that's where it all started for them, referencing, of course, their surfing date, that's when he says his second. I love it. And um, Joey ITMs that it finally feels like they're dating. And he's seeing if this could be real. She's being intentional. Another kiss. He ITMs that he's shocked about how much he's feeling. Then we see Edwina gets someone at one time. She lets him know that she likes him. That's a love level one. Uh, Caitlin comes in and makes a steal here. Caitlin has her one at one time. She feels um, found and she can open up to him. They do some mutual eating food play. And we then see some one on one time with Medina. She cringles him with a night miniature. She explains that Medina means a city that's closed in by walls, which she segues into a PTC that she hasn't been the most vulnerable with him because in high school, her parents got a divorce and that shattered her trust in both them and in the concept of love. And she has a hard time opening up now. She didn't want to leave uh, this experience without sharing a little piece of her. And he says, trust is something that's earned. So don't share things that you're not comfortable sharing. Even that he's like, look, it's totally cool. Tell me what you want to tell me, but don't feel obligated to play your PTC if you don't want to. And she's like, no, no, no. I had to, and I appreciate everything. And he appreciates the sharing. (laughs) I had to. I, you know, this is, I I do think that Medina timed this really well. I do too. And this, playing it at this cocktail party was absolutely the right move. You know, she's not seeing a one-on-one on the horizon. And after she plays it, he then, he gives us a Lion Dyke variation. I love and appreciate that. Okay, now it's just anything after love. <laughs> it's an well, I love that. And then he just threw in and appreciate. It's a variant. Has to be counted. I mean officially in the charts. Uh <laughs> then <laughs> they do a trust fall. Lexi checks in on Medina. <laughs> and we see Lauren is there Lauren and Maria are doing mansion free play antics. They're feeding each other yeah. grapes. Oh, I love this. And me too because it's like it's subtly poking at the other people because the grim reaper was just there it's brilliant 
you're it's brilliant. And then they get one in Kelsey A's mouth. So it's not just them. Look, we're all having a good time, right? Except for who? Mm-hmm. Leah. ITM's disappointment that no one cares that Sydney lost the two-on-one. And no one's coming to her defense, especially Medina. She's frustrated. She thinks Medina used to be Team Sid, but now she's happy for Maria. She's buying the, the narrative of it too much. It's like she's too in. She got sucked in by it all. I felt like this was just collateral no, damage. I felt... I felt heartbroken at this moment. I was like, I did too. Leah, I was like, she's hometowns for sure. And I just feel like, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but I thought so too. She got got. Yeah. She loads this tattle and the third audience just took her fucking down. I mean, we haven't seen the end of it obviously yet, but we know what's going to happen next week. Fortune 10 mm-hmm. starts one-on-one time with Kelsey. A. She explains that she has postcards from all the places she's been and she pulls out this cute uh, little postcard. She's handmade, couldn't buy one. So she made it, has butterflies and sausages, so kiss. Cute. She ITMs that she's confident uh, and has reassurance, feels great. Definitely feeling feelings, love level one, more kissing. She ITMs positivity, excitement. She's hopeful to get a rose, but you never know. Then we get this one-on-one time with Leah and Medina. This is, um, it was a masterclass, in my opinion, on Medina's part. Yes. This is a direct attack. This is my favorite play by Medina all season. It was unbelievable to watch. A direct attack issued on you by the second audience here. And uh, Medina just chews it up and spits it out. Leah comes out and says, Sid leaving made things more real and serious. She's frustrated and confused about how Medina has navigated it. Last night, she called Sid one of her best friends, but she switched to Team Maria when she won. That's the She lays the attack. You're not being genuine. You're basically like just choosing sides of whoever on this. And immediately Medina is like, uh, I don't have to be mean to Maria because I was friends with Sydney. Like immediately just shoots the duality argument out of the water. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Produces tears immediately. And produces tears. She's instant for TRR. Uh, this might have this been my play of the game, if not for Lexi's PPC. Same. But Leah, unnecessarily going on the offensive against mm-hmm. Medina was my error, 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 error of the game. I don't know if she just didn't know what a good defender Medina would be yeah. or what. I like this is it just feels like she got got and I it's crushing. It just gave me chills. It by the way. Cuz she's such a good player. Leah's kind of forced conversation with Sid about all of this was my error 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 of the game. Also um, it was unbelievable to watch Medina just turn this whole conversation around almost immediately. Uh, she's like, I'm just trying to navigate this the best I can, this being the game. And she's like, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody should be critiquing how anybody else is playing the game. Talks about the process. Or, or whatever, doing this is what she didn't say playing the mm-hmm. game. But Leah then immediately apologizes. We're all in this together, sisterhood. Leah's like, I'm sorry, uh, immediately backtracking. So she came in with one attack and Medina was like, fuck you. And then she's like, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, Medina just keeps steamrolling though. I'm already hard on myself for this shit and trying to get through this the best I can. More tears. Leah goes, well, I hope that me 
uh, having this conversation will just give you some perspective. That's all I wanted. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Like just totally fucking <laughs> back down. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah. shit, I fucked up. I, I I ran in fast and I ran into a bear trap. I need to now just limp out of here. And Rachel explains then uh, to Maria back in the house what's probably going on with the conversation outside. She thinks it's about exactly what it's about. Maria gets it and says, peace, love, and positivity. Back to the argument. Leah is now starting to dig in again. She's like, I hold my friends to a high standard and I have morals and values. And Medina's just like, look, agree to disagree. I, I don't even want to get into this shit with you. Doubling down. Leah then walks away from the conversation and says something they have to bleep. So they're now building this rivalry between Leah and Medina. That is, Leah just doesn't need to be doing this. And giving their one villain edit recipient is eliminated and a new villain edit recipient rises with Leah here. Instantaneously. Yeah, it was I a mean, beautiful thing to watch. The bleeping out what she says could have been yeah. anything. <laughs> and it's all from this one narrative. I mean, what they've done beautifully here with this, the Maria Sydney thing, um, it's all blended together. It starts with Medina saying uh, that she was 31 and feels old. And then Maria's like, that's not old. Then Sydney takes that and is like, oh, what? Medina, she was saying shit about how you were too old. And then Medina's like, what the fuck is this? And then she talks to Maria. They kind of squash the beef. Sydney doesn't let it go. Sydney is now still the villain. She gets taken out two on one. As she gets taken out, the act of her being removed as a villain means one of her friends now has to rise and take that role. And she's literally doing it. It's fucking unreal. Mm -hmm. they, they've gotten so much juice out of basically nothing. Yeah. Th this whole conversation is like, it's nothing. It's not a champagne gate. It's not anything. It's just like somebody misheard something about somebody saying like 31's not old. I could not I could not describe this situation to someone. No, exactly. What, how this rose. Exactly. And yet still it is it's supplying one of the most entertaining rivalries I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. uh, uh culminating in a two-on-one that was one of the most beautiful two-on-ones I've ever seen. This is like skilled producing. If you can weave gold out of fucking basically nothing, you're doing it right. Brilliant. Ugh. It was just one of my favorite, I agree. favorite episodes. Um, oh, she says her friends back home would go to war for each other. Mm -hmm. Would you go to war for me? Nope. Luca would do. I can't do wars. He says yes. We see Leah say Maria doesn't give a fuck about any of us, but wanted to use all our curling irons. I don't want to be fake. Bring your own. Okay, so now she's sounding like she doesn't want to share her hair tools. This is very, very bad second and fourth audience mm -hmm. play. Yeah, she's melting down here. And it could mm -hmm. be just a, a thing, too, of like when you get this far into the game, you really are sizing up like, do I have a shot to like go to hometowns or not? And if you're mm -hmm. thinking probably not, then you're you you're checking out of that version of the game a little bit and it becomes about something else well then fuck this other player you know it's a trap that some players fall into you see it i just think you like lose i think you lose perspective on like what is reality objective reality because you have no phone <laughs> you're only talking to people who are you know good at their jobs this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true at any rate uh, oh we God. see this kind of goes on. Maria goes to talk to Medina and says she doesn't want to get involved. Medina's like, 
They're mad that I'm being nice to you. <laughs> Maria says that hurts her feelings. Why does she have to feel like the odd one out here? And the fact people are mad at her hurts her feelings. Maria then ITMs that she wasn't trying to step on any toes and she can't win. And I said she can, but she's just not playing it correctly. Maria then tears. Leah <laughs> smiles at these tears and Maria uh, gets upset walks out at the suggestion of Lexi, who is STCOing her as they're walking out. And we hear Maria say, Great STCO. Uh, I'm over it. I can't do this anymore. There's always something. Medina explains that it's not about her. She's just upset. Leah ITMs that she's glad Maria is having tears. And uh, she's a drama queen crybaby, she calls her. <laughs> and then she can't change how much time Maria had with Joey. But tonight's a good opportunity drama for her to speak crybaby. her truth to Joey. There's a loaded tattle here. And then we see this one-on-one time with Leah and Joey. She's like, a lot of people are upset about Maria coming back. Maria, then we see, is telling a producer that she's out and she wants to go home. She hates this. Back on the one-on-one mm. time, you see Leah saying, you're smart and you'll figure out what uh, all this is. Tomorrow night, the two-day Bachelor event continues. Uh, we get, we're going to get a conclusion of the Maria story. Love level three, Spain, kisses, connections get deeper. It's hard to watch. Emotions are heightened. Jealousy, it's giving disrespect, delusions. The drama's exhausting. <laughs> we see Maria in no part of this promo. So. I did notice that. Um, either they are getting better at that type of shit or she's really not in the episode. I don't know. But Jesus Christ. She's not going to self-eliminate. I hope not. Right? I hope not. I will be very sad if she does. As will I. But this was a fantastic game, Pace Case. A pleasure to call it with you as always. Who was your MVP? For her beautiful 4TRR free spirit play on the two-on-one date, defending against an amorphous <laughs> argument <laughs> and enemy, Maria was my... M M M M V P mm, Yeah. I thought she absolutely crushed it. Again, she is the one who everybody's going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. And I believe she is getting the hero edit yeah. of her and Sydney and of her and Leah, the new villain. Yes, I agree. Uh, she definitely won the thing. I do, once again, just want to thank um, Sydney for her efforts in this game. And I know she's getting a lot of shit right now. There are a lot of people sending her mm. bad messages and all this kind of shit. And I know there are like camps forming. And was Ashley I. Kennedy? Yeah, Ashley I. Kennedy had to come out and be like, hey, lay off Sydney because she coached her into the game. I. Kennedy did. She's, yeah. She comes from the I. Kennedy uh, fighting school. But um, she said. Um you don't know why people are making the moves they are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly correct. And we don't know what kind of deals were struck. We don't, that could be, I mean, I'm not saying this is true, but it is possible that most of her performance was producer based. Like, look, we need you to be the villain. That is totally possible. Yeah. It, it sometimes goes to that level. Go back and listen to any podcast of like Chad Johnson has talked about this, that they literally would give him lines and be like, we need you to go say this exact thing to this guy. And he was game. He'd be like, yeah, I'm doing it. Fuck it. This is going to be funny. <laughs> so you have no idea. Uh, the person on the screen may not be the real person. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. At any rate, uh, I agree with you on all this, but Lexi was my... M, 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 V, P.
She just played a one-on-one date that I thought was a cut above in this game. And mm-hmm. I think while Maria did all she needed to do on that two-on-one, I think it was a foregone conclusion. I don't think there was much like play that she did on that date that was consequential, in my own opinion. She played it well, but again... Mm. I don't... I think the while the conclusion might have been foregone, she was the main character. Yeah. Still. I mean, Lexi as well. That, I mean, it was... It's a tough decision because that PTC. Think back to uh, the two-on-one that Corinne Olympios was on with Taylor Nolan in season 21, the great one, Nick Bayou. This two-on-one took place in the fucking bayou and they made Taylor Nolan go out to a table with like a sorcerer um, and put a voodoo spell on Corinne Olympios with a voodoo doll at the end of that two-on-one date. Like she's not really doing Maybe that. Maybe they'll do that with Sydney. Resurrection. <laughs> She goes back to cast a spell. Her and Kelsey A. Kelsey A gets the voodoo doll. She steals Kelsey's voodoo yeah. doll. We did not see the voodoo doll again. Not yet. Not like Adam Jr. Not yet. I wonder if the voodoo doll will be in the fantasy suite. Maybe hometown, so it'll come up again. Yeah, she has a room of voodoo dolls. All of her enemies. Um. <laughs> at any rate. He's like, oh, okay. One is the acceptable amount of voodoo dolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like, listen, I thank you so much for sharing your voodoo doll collection with me. I know that that takes a lot to be able to tell somebody about that. And I understand it Mm -hmm. because, listen, Kelsey. I have my passions too. You're more than just your voodoo doll collection. Um, We thank you for joining us. And we are going to be back tomorrow with a recap of tonight's big game where we're going to see whatever's going to happen with Maria. We're going to see all the other whirlwind of drama and stuff that's going to happen. And again, we're not going to have a This Weekend Bachelor Nation. Please don't self-eliminate. At the end of this week because of these will be our two episodes. But I can't wait to cover it with mm-hmm. you tomorrow night, Pace Case. Thanks everyone for joining us. And before we go, as always, what is that Dwabat? It's been 7,996 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 